All right, welcome, welcome, welcome to the Dodgeball Podcast with Brett and Steve. Um, I am Brett Baxter. I play all kinds of dodgeball, but mostly I play at Elites on Team Echo and Team Titan. Um, here with me is Steve Damon. Steve, go ahead and introduce yourself. So as Brett said, I am Steve Damon, and I have been around for a very long time. Probably most known for my exploits with Team Evil, a little bit of uh, Rampage, as well as Titan. And I, too, am starting to play uh, all kinds of dodgeball. Just got into foam yesterday, actually. Steve is going to do his best to, to sound happy on this podcast because that's that's abnormal for him. So I, I am happy. <laughs> so the reason that we're doing this podcast is because we want to just raise awareness to everything dodgeball. We love dodgeball. We've been playing it for years. Steve's been playing it for 30 years. Um, we you know we really want to interview dodgeball players across the country. We want to expose it to, to people who've been playing it for a long time and people who maybe they just heard about dodgeball from their friend or a family member or something. But Brett, aren't there already podcasts out there? Well, yes, Steve, there are. Um, actually, the, the the biggest podcast right now is the Golden State Dodgeball Syndicated Podcast, which is run by Mark Acomb, Vince Marchbanks, and David Benedetto. And that's kind of what got us into this idea. Um, Steve and I have been talking about doing a dodgeball podcast for, it, it feels like, a couple years now. And we just always wondered, are there going to be enough people to even listen to this podcast? So thank you, Mark, for showing us that there are. And Hopefully, we can just follow in your footsteps. Um, there's also the the Book of Dodgeball by David Tetz, um, which I'm a huge fan of. It's more of a an interview-based dodgeball series, um, but I really like it. You know, it gives us some valuable insight into some of the players and, and how they look at dodgeball and other sports. So if, if you have a chance, check out those two podcasts, Golden State Dodgeball Syndicated Podcast and the Book of Dodgeball. Um, so, Steve, what are we talking about today? So today we're going to talk about UDC. That seems to be the... I guess the main theme lately over the past couple of weeks. <clears throat> kind of explaining to those that may not know, um, UDC is a trampoline-based tournament that uh, the ultimate prize is $20,000, um, which is fantastic. I don't, that has not been offered in a very long time. And it pulls people from all across the U.S. They actually do regional qualifiers, and the top teams get to go to Vegas to compete. So as much as I hate to say it, it's kind of like the movie. <laughs> that's I you know we shouldn't have brought that up. That's that's a can of worms we don't want to get into. That's yeah, that's a whole other podcast on its own. That's as far as we'll go. Um, but UDC is great. You know, it's it's trampoline dodgeball. It's a lot of fun. It's fast paced. Um, and historically, it's been dominated by Team Doom, which historically has dominated virtually every type of dodgeball they've ever touched. They're they're great at foam. They're great at rubber. They're great at UDC. Um, and frankly, they're they're one of the best teams in the nation, in my opinion. Um, Steve, yeah, they're, they're kind of annoying. They just they just keep winning. Yeah, they just they won't go away. You know, you know what you know what gets me the most though is they're all over Facebook having fun with each other. They're, they're friends. They like each other. Yeah, they really are. You know, I, we're we're friends with a lot of those guys too, and I they love playing dodgeball with each other more than they love playing dodgeball, which is not the case for a lot of teams out there. So, um, so like I said, historically they've dominated the UDC. Um, they won the last three years in a row, and going into this year they were heavy favorites as well. I, I, I knew very, very few people that didn't think they were going to win, myself included. But as it turns out, they were upset by uh, a team in the East Coast called Team Awesome. Oh, Team Awesome. So, <clears throat> for those of you that may not know, Team Awesome has actually been around for a couple of years. Um, I think we first encountered them in the Dodgeball Nation, was it the 10K, Brett? Do you remember yeah, what the amount no. was? So it's pretty neat because that was one of the first tournaments where we actually had a, a competitive showing from the East Coast. And from what I remember from Team Awesome was they, uh, the twins, um, they just would flip a lot. There, there was just lots of acrobatic craziness that would happen. 
former friend of mine, um, Stacy Morris, played for them, so I kind of knew about them beforehand. She told me to kind of watch out for them, and um, you know, I'll be honest, like they they were good, but we were still pretty West Coast dominant. And um, I don't know, what do you call from that, Brett? Um, I I don't think I was at the Dodgeball Nation 10K, but I did have a chance to play against them in Rochester at the uh, throwdown that Mark Acom um, held. And frankly, they, they were pretty bad, I, I recall. Um, you know, we, we went out there. There was a lot of talk about how the East Coast was going to show us what real dodgeball was. And, and you know, we got out there. It was a lot of fun. They're really great guys. Um, and a lot of those East Coast teams, um, you know, they, they, they thought they were very, very good. And yet, you know, we went out there and showed them, you know, West Coast has a whole different brand of dodgeball for you. And to their credit, you know, they stuck with it. They, they came out, and they've gotten a lot, lot better since then. So, you know, I'm, I'm really proud of how, of how far a lot of those East Coast teams have come because they're a real threat now, you know. I, I used to see their names at tournaments and think, well, that's a bye, brother. <laughs> oh, no. But, uh, you know, now when I, when I see an East Coast team playing up against us, we, we have to take them seriously. You know, it's, dodgeball's growing. It's getting, bitter, it's getting bigger, better, and uh, harder. And, you know, it's really great to see. Oh, Carlos. When I heard we were playing Lucha Patrol, I thought to myself, that's a bye, brother. <laughs> yeah, the... Um... <clears throat> if I recall, I believe Team Awesome took out Titan. Um, was it the opening? What was it? Was it our first game? Yeah, it was. Uh, it was the first game we played in the elimination series at Vegas um, so that's last year. So they they did. They took out my team. They took out they took out our open team, and it stung. But you know, they're like I said, they're a good group of guys. They've gotten a lot better. And you know, I, if there's a team that I was okay with losing with, that was one of them. So yeah, much kudos to you guys for uh, stepping it up and not giving up. A lot of people will play. We'll get their butt handed to them, and they, they won't come back. So it's it's good to see that tenacity. So we actually had a chance to interview Drew Giovinco. He's one of the one of the brothers that plays for Team Awesome. He's been on the team for a very, very long time. So I do want to cut over to that interview just to give you guys uh, a little chance to hear from Drew himself. What's up? What's going on, man? Fantastic. How's it going, Drew? Pretty good, man. How are you guys doing? We're doing very well. All right. Uh, my name is Drew Giovinco. I play currently for Team Awesome Dodgeball. And um, pretty much how I got into dodgeball was I first started playing in my church's gym. Uh, it was just like a rec league on Saturday mornings. Uh, uh, myself and my twin brother, uh, we kept playing on the same team, obviously. Uh, we kept winning in the rec league, so um, we tried to find like other tournaments. And uh, we started finding like, charity tournaments, local charity tournaments. Uh, we started winning those, so then... Uh, my twin brother was like, hey, uh, there's pro sports for everything. So he kind of Googled it, found the NBL. Um, and then from there, we emailed them. They didn't get back to us for like a year, pretty much. So then we, uh, we, uh, they finally got back to us and they're like, hey, we see you're on the East Coast. Uh, we have an East Coast tournament every year. Uh, it's about an hour from you guys in Jersey, so try out for it. Uh, we went out there, and uh, that was the first time we ever played a uh, rubber ball. Uh, but we came in second place for the East Coast one. So we were like, hey, I, I, I guess we're pretty good. So um, at the time, one of the pro, well, quote-unquote pros was like, hey, go out to Vegas, try out, and, uh, and you can turn into a pro. So we did that, and we played terrible the first year we came out. second year we came out, we played terrible too. But, uh, but uh, that's when we met everybody, and... Uh, from then on out of history, and, uh, we met all the great players that play, and uh, now we go to uh, tournaments all over the country and compete. So it's been a it's been a crazy but fun ride. What uh, what, what year was this roughly when you started playing? Uh, the first 
the first um, when we first started playing. Uh, I was in ninth grade, so I believe it was two thousand and four, I think. But uh, the first yeah. um, the first serious tournament, the first time we went out to Vegas was uh, two thousand ten. So I would say when we first started playing competitive um, it was two thousand ten. Nice. And so you said you guys were, were winning. What what does that mean exactly? Like you guys are just dominating other leagues or other tournaments or you just knew that this was easy yeah. or like how, how, what do you mean by that? Yeah, like when we first started playing, um, at least in rec league, uh, we would win every year. We didn't lose um, until probably the eighth season. There's two seasons uh, each year. So about the fourth season was the first time we ever lost in our rec league. So. We we thought we were pretty good, but that was just rightly we didn't know about that dodgeball is such a huge sport. Um, so we went to um, when we first started doing charity tournaments, we started winning those too. So we we're like, hey, we're pretty good at this. But then the first time we went out to Vegas, we realized how big and how competitive the sport really was. So um, it took us a very long time to actually be a good team. But uh, uh, I was very thankful that we went out there because. Um, I felt like we grew we grew as a team as individual players just from seeing how great the competition was between um the really competitive players from across the country. Nice. So you guys you guys have been together forever it sounds like. Uh, you've been together longer than most teams have even existed. Um Yeah, yeah. How do you guys manage to stay together all the time? Um mostly the thing is uh with our team uh my twin brother and myself, uh, we've been together the whole time, but uh, our team has changed a lot. Um, even to this day, a lot of our competitive tournaments you'll see, we'll have like our core group of guys, but then we'll have, there's usually like two of our six players will switch on and off. There'll be a different uh, player for each tournament. It's um, it's tough to, to keep the chemistry, but um, we normally keep our core players together, but uh, it's 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 worked out okay for our team so far. Yeah, well, I mean, no kidding, you guys. It's just one UDC, and then before that, you remember Team USA. How did it feel winning big tournaments like that? Um, honestly, before that, uh, I don't think we've won. At least our team has not won a um, one of the huge national tournaments. But um, I think through winning Team USA uh, this year, which was an incredible experience. Uh, just from my personal experience, I I saw like the formula, like what it really takes to win a huge tournament like that, and I kind of just talked to. I mean, Chris Chris Linsky, who plays on our team too for big tournaments, he um, he was on Team USA as well, and uh, he kind of saw it as well. So just going into the UDC, we saw that the biggest thing is um, dodgeball is a very mental game as well. You got to stay focused. So. One of our biggest things, especially for that tournament, because for UDC, it's one and done pretty much. If you get knocked out, it's not double elimination, single elimination, it's best of three, so it's really crazy. So if you lose your focus, you're out. So we, our biggest cue is to, to keep focus, and we ended up winning, which was incredible. But um, both tournaments was just such an incredible experience. So it's something that I'll cherish for the rest of my life. Where do you go from here? So, you know, you just you and you see what's what's next for Team Awesome. Honestly, our 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 biggest thing we talked to the team already and uh our biggest thing we want to do now is uh to win elite. I mean we won UDC. Um I was a part of the amazing team for Team USA and um 
crazy task to do. Uh, there's so many great teams out there, but um, uh, we think we'll eventually be able to do it, but I still think it's going to take take some time and take uh, take a lot of focus to do that because that's one of the tournaments where, I mean, we're still we're – not, we're not new to 8.5, but that's – I feel like that's our weakest um, – our weakest style of tournament, uh, foul ball. So, um, it's going to take a little bit, but I think we'll eventually get to that point, hopefully. I think better. I think you will, but it's going to take a, a, a little bit. Drew, if you could add any player you wanted to Team Awesome right now, who would it be and why? Um, honestly, there's there's so many players out there that I would add. Um, if I had to choose one... I'm honestly not sure. Um, that's okay. I, I understand. You don't want to make enemies. That's, that's fine. <laughs> I don't want to make enemies, but uh, how about both of you guys? How about both of you guys when I see? <laughs> is that a, is that a, is that a cop out? Is that a cop out? I, I, I think we're, I think, it is, but it's flattering. I'll take it. Yeah, I think, I think for, the, for the sake of the question, we're exempt, so not counting. <laughs> so the one question I had. Um, so I, when I grew up, um, you know, I played baseball, I played freaking football, I played hockey, I played all kinds of crazy nonsense. I did karate, um, and honestly, uh, they all they all sucked. Like I, I just did it as a chore <laughs> because that's what mom and dad yeah. told me to do. And then, um, mm-hmm. lo and behold, I, I played dodgeball. And seriously, like five minutes into the game, like this is probably the best thing ever. Like it, it just it just yeah. it just hooked me, you know. Yeah. So, uh, earlier in one of the questions, you were saying that, you know, you, you played other sports too. Like, what is it about dodgeball that just like, like just grabs you? Like, what what do you what is it about it dodgeball that that you just value over everything else? Like, why why dodgeball? I guess would be the the ultimate question. Like, why not anything else? That's a great question. I think <clears throat> honestly, for my for my opinion, it's it's like the only sport out there where you have to eliminate the other team to win pretty much, which is, if you really think about it, like other sports, it's like, for the most part, you, you get a ball and you put it in a basket or you put it in a goal or like a puck, you put it in the net. I play also play ice hockey. That's the only other sport I really play. I play softball, but I don't count that. But uh, anyway, um, with uh, hockey, I mean, I love playing it too, but um, it's uh it's pretty much you, you score more points than, than the other team. With dodgeball, you're eliminating the other team. And there's so many different things that you can do in dodgeball, and there's so many different types of players in dodgeball. It just makes it more exciting. I like how quick the games go, too, because um, I feel like in this day and age, um, people are drawn to um, quick satisfaction. So I feel like dodgeball is one of the sports where you can get that. So, um it's an addicting sport, I believe. So that's just my opinion. Addicting is a very good way to put dodgeball. It's um, mm-hmm. yes, it, it's a drug for sure. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Y'all came back and um, you freaking uh, did really well in elite. And um, the only reason why I say that, and I'm I'm eating the humble pie, is because when uh, when we face off against you, you know, as you may know, me and Brett play on Team Titan. And uh, you guys mm-hmm. just destroyed us, and we're like, "Well, well, shit." Um, I guess East Coast now actually means it's a threat. 
So not only did you represent East Coast very well, because usually when it comes to competitive rubber dodgeball, West Coast dominates, but um, you guys kind of were like the harbingers of East Coast, and you're like, you know what, hey, we're good, and um, we're better than you think we are, and we're going to just, we're going to level the playing field, which you did. But, like, how did it feel being selected as uh, the USA? Like, what, what was it like being selected to play and to represent the the U.S.? You know, like, what was that like? Um, couple things. First, uh, I don't. I wouldn't say we destroyed you guys. It was. A very, I thought it was. It was a very close contest. And on top of that, too, going into that tournament was well, going against your team, you guys were the one team that kind of like. We were very nervous about, like, honestly, when, when I play, and, and this is the thing, too, like, I won't, I'm not going to BS you at all, like, I, I speak my mind, I try to be as, as honest as possible, so, for me, um, there's not a lot of teams that, like, make me nervous when I play against them, like, I kind of, like, look at other, I beat other players, and I'm kind of like, alright, this guy's kind of good, this guy's good, we were trying to get them out first, but, um, against your team, I was, I was actually pretty nervous, I was like, alright, we got to get, honestly, we were like, all right, we got to get the corner guys out first because I uh, catch them. And I think, uh, is it Justin Acton? Is he your other corner guy? Yeah, he's, yeah. he's on the left side. Yeah, yeah. So we were like, all right, we got to get the corner. Well, that's our goal anyway, too, is we usually try to get the corner guys out first and then trying to work towards the middle. I kind of just gave you a strategy, but who cares? <laughs> but uh, we were um, we were very nervous playing against you guys because um, we saw you guys were good at, Looking at round robin, we were kind of like, all right, this team's going to go very far. So playing you guys so early, we were, we were real nervous. But um, after we won, we felt really good. We were like, all right, we beat this really good team. So let's just keep that roll going. So um, um, just from then on out, we felt really good. So I felt like even though it was so early, um, playing against you guys was one of the biggest teams for us. Nice. But um, on top of that, though, just, just uh, our goal – as a team was to um, bring bring East Coast odds well to be recognized. Um, there, are, there are very talented teams on the East Coast. There are, there's a lot more talented teams on the West Coast, which I can say because it's true. But um, we wanted to – there's a there's a few East Coast dodgeball teams out here that, that, are, that can compete. We just wanted to be um, kind of the face of it, hopefully. And um, we know when a, um, there's some – there's some players out there that, that like talk a lot, talk a lot, talk a lot, but we just kind of wanted to do it through playing and trying to be as fair and humble as possible. So I think we've done a good job, but uh, we're trying to continue to do that. But um, also um, being selected for Team USA was, was such an honor just because um, the first year I wasn't sure. I mean, I tried out for it. I wasn't sure how to get received by Bill. I barely knew Bill about at that point. But um, just getting accepted the first year um, was was probably the biggest honor, just because I'm still kind of I knew people knew me, but um, just having that reassurance, um, I'm very self-critical, so just having that reassurance, reassurance of um, Bill saying, "Hey, you're good enough to be on Team USA," it was it was such an honor. But from then on out, I was like, All right, "I need to keep getting better at this sport." So it's been a crazy ride, but a but a great ride so far. Nice. <laughs> nice. All right, Drew. Well, thank you so much. We really appreciate your time. Hey, it's uh, it's been an honor uh, talking to you guys, and uh, I appreciate uh, both you guys. And you guys are both great players, and um, I respect you guys. And uh, 
again, I just thank you for the opportunity to uh, talk to you guys. Really appreciate it. Yeah, well, thank yeah, you. No guys. problem. Awesome. Yeah, take care, guys, and I ho- I hope I see you guys soon. For I probably sure. will. Oh, I'm sure you will. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think definitely, we're, I think definitely. we'll make it the trip over to the East Coast before uh, we see you in Vegas again. Yeah, if you guys do, uh, let me know early. We'll we'll go to Atlantic City or something crazy like that. It'll be something fun. <laughs> I like it already. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Awesome, man. All right. Well, All right. Uh, yeah, take take care, Drew. Man. We'll we'll talk to you soon, buddy. Sounds good, guys. All right, take care. So once again, that was Drew Giovinco that we interviewed. He's a great guy. Thanks, Drew, for interviewing. Thanks uh, for giving us your time. You know, we really appreciate that. Uh, yeah, and he's a, a great sport about it too. It's pretty pretty fun interview. Yeah, he's a he's a really stand up guy. Um, so I want to get back to UDC just a little bit because there was a lot of controversy with the refing and some honesty issues at UDC, and that's something that resonates very very deeply for me in dodgeball. Um, you know, refing is very very hard. I really thoroughly enjoy refing, um, but it's very very tough to to put yourself out there in a position like that, and and ref. So you know, I I have a lot of I feel for the refs at UDC because they have all these highly elite competitive players who are yelling at them, you know, man, I didn't get hit, man, I hit that guy, you know, and it, it really does suck. It's hard. It's very hard. Let me, let me just ask you a question, Brett. So you're playing dodgeball. Money's on the line. Pride's on the line. <clears throat> Your buddies are watching you from the queue, and you get hit. No whistles. What do you do? No question. You go out. You take your out. That's right. I mean, dodgeball, it's a sport of integrity for me. So, you know, that's, like I said, this is something that resonates very deeply with me is when you get hit, you go out. Just like I expect, it, you know, if I hit you, you go out. That's that's just kind of a, a common understanding that I think dodgeball players have. Pretty simple formula. It's just, uh, there's nothing to it. The um, <clears throat> the crazy thing about UDC, though, is it's filmed. So it's actually, what was it, streamed on Periscope? or So people can actually see the cheating happening. And it's not just the players that are, you know, making the accusations because you know people will, will think they hit somebody and they'll, they'll cause a ruckus but if you're looking at it through video camera angles and you see blatant cheating that is just that's the worst yeah it's unacceptable in my opinion and you know some of that falls on the refs but like i said it's very very hard and it's you know it's it's 99 on the player in my opinion it's it's on you to take her out it's on you to to stand up and be you know be a man about it be be honest that's you know Part of being a good human being is being able to, to say, you know what, you got me, you bested me, and now I'm out, so props to you. Yeah, not to mention, who wants to win that way anyway? I don't. I, You know, and you hear a lot of arguments like, well, you know, there's so much money on the line, like, you'd do it too, but that's just not the case. That's, you know, I know for a fact, uh, you know, all the people that I know in dodgeball and all the people that I consider my friends, they wouldn't do it, and I, I would expect the same out of any new person who joins the sport. Yeah, it's just respect for the sport, respect for the players, and I guess most importantly, yourself. Yeah, that's... Not I to sound like a G.I. Joe educational It is. Like, it's like a PSA, you know? <laughs> yeah. Oh God. Be I'm honest sorry, with yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Good Lord. Uh, and just to... Um, just for the record, Team Awesome was not accused of cheating. That's not who we're talking about. No, no, yeah, we're not. We're not bringing it up because of Drew. Drew, Drew is one of the the most honest players that I know. So I don't want to implicate Drew in any yeah, way. I just realized <laughs> the the segue that kind of might infer something that we don't want to do. So, so you'll have to forgive us. This is our very first podcast, and we're we're just kind of winging it right now. We're doing it live. So, um, why did we decide to do a podcast anyway, Brett? Well, you know. It, we just both really, really love dodgeball, and uh, you know we like sharing it with people. If you ask any of our friends outside of dodgeball, people that we work with, people that you know we know, our family members, 
we don't ever shut up about dodgeball. So we love hearing ourselves talk, and we love talking about dodgeball. So it just kind of makes sense. Let's do a podcast. I'm, I'm getting used to myself talking. Um, <laughs> I think this actually stems from the fact that so we were both from Tucson. We drive up to Phoenix sometimes twice a week to play against the uh, Phoenix guys. And so on those long car rides, I guess I just opened up room for discussion about dodgeball. And just like Brett said, if you put me and him together in a room, um, we can talk about dodgeball for, for hours. And we just, it's a time suck for us. So why not record the better aspects of those conversations and uh, just get it out there. So Steve, how, how did you get into dodgeball? <clears throat> how did it all start for you? Oh, man. Um, so I was 21 and I didn't know a thing about partying or doing anything social. So I always did weird stuff like playing capture the flag in the middle of the night at a park. So when somebody said, hey, you should come play dodgeball, it didn't seem like, you know, an idea out of left field. It actually seemed like something to, to consider. So um, molded over, went to go play. And man, I had the time of my life. And I'm trying not to get into a huge, like, tirade about it, but it was just so much fun. And as the... Uh, as the sport kind of matured, uh, this is around the time where Dodgeball the movie came out. It kind of took a, um, what am I trying to think? Of? Like more structured approach. Like it actually became like a team sport. And so as that progressed, um, so did our little organization of people playing dodgeball. And ultimately, uh, Tucson Dodgeball was formed to get leagues going, to get tournaments going, to go out to Phoenix and Vegas and compete against other people. Uh, team Evil was formed, and it's just. Um, I'm already looking back like, man, that was 11, 10 years ago, and here we are now having a podcast about it. That's, that's, that's crazy. Yeah, I, I mean, I haven't been playing quite that long. I, I got into dodgeball about four or five years ago now, I think. Um, I think four years ago. And, it was uh, April 9th, 2011. There you go. So Steve Steve remembers the, the very first day that I played dodgeball. Um, I, I was just getting off a bad breakup, and a group of my friends and I saw a um, a sign in, in the U of A cafeteria that said there was a charity dodgeball tournament called Balls for Balls. And, you know, I uh, we all decided we were going to go out and play. We we thought we were so tight. You know, we were like, oh, man, you know, we were all athletes. We're going to go out there. We're going to stomp people. And uh, for the most part, we did, but we ran up against one team that knew what they were doing. And that was actually the the core members of Team Evil back then. Actually, it was not. It was uh, me and Mason. I'll give you that one. Mason Doom trains Shank. Uh, but you had Brendan Anderson, who's who's pretty good. I mean, he's played for a while. I mean, it, these are people that know what they're doing. But come on, Brett, let's not, let's not right, get so crazy here. So the, 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 the point is, you know, these, like Steve said, these people knew what they were doing. And they, they came out. They loved dodgeball. And uh, they whooped on us. And, uh, you know, right then and there, I fell in love. You know, I... That was the first time I'd ever looked at dodgeball as a sport, uh, really. And then, you know, I, I started going to open gyms with Steve. I started uh, playing in Steve's league down in Tucson, and it just took off from there. You know, Steve Steve came up to me one time and said, hey, man, you know, there's a, a league in Phoenix that's a lot better than, than this one. It's a lot more competitive. You know, would you want to come up? And I was just like, oh, man, driving to Phoenix, that's, that's 120 miles every Sunday. That's ridiculous. Right? Be gone all that. day. But I did it, and, you know, I, I started to get a lot better, and I, I really fell in love with the sport. And then from there... I jumped into all the tournaments. I've been all over the nation. I've been to pretty much all the corners of the nation to play dodgeball now. And, you know, I, I love it more every single day. That's one of the things I love about dodgeball is you can you can come in, you can just play in your recreational league and keep it at that, or you can play open gym and leave it at that. But for those that want to advance and, and level up, if you will, you know, that opportunity is there. And it's cool seeing somebody... Um, I don't even know what you look like back then, but you just look like a total... Oh, God, I was a dork. Yeah, it was ridiculous. (laughs) But it's cool seeing that turn into the Brett Baxter that we all 
knowing love and sometimes hate. That was that was pre goggles day. Even I didn't even have the goggles then, so I hadn't even fully become the dork with the goggles. I didn't even get a clue back then, <laughs> to be honest. But uh, it's, it's been cool watching that progression, and I think people that run organizations and team captains can appreciate that too. Just watching the development and growth in a in an individual player. So the, the you know the reason we brought all this stuff up, the reason we're doing these kind of long introductions and reminiscing about our past is because there's so much dodgeball out there. You know, the from UDC, which we've talked about, to Elite Dodgeball, to the NDO, those are kind of the big three right now for uh, trampoline, uh, eight and a half inch rubber, and foam um, as it currently stands. And like Steve said, there's you know there's a ton of rec leagues out there. You know the the if you are interested in dodgeball, there is dodgeball somewhere around you, and that's not something a lot of people think about when they're thinking what sport should I play. So I mean, I'd encourage everyone to to kind of jump out there and find a league. You know, start playing. I I guarantee you'll love it as much as I do if you give it a chance. Um, so if you're looking for dodgeball, you know you can find it at hashtag dodgeball family on Facebook. It's a huge group. I think it's got it's got what like 1,500 members now from around the world. Really? It's something huge like that. And <clears throat> I thought it was like 200 plus, but no, it's 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 so big. You know, it's I mean these are hashtag dodgeball family has players from the United States, from Europe, from Australia, from Malaysia, from Hong Kong. You know, it's so big. There's dodgeball everywhere. So if you're looking to play dodgeball, I'd encourage you to to search for hashtag dodgeball family on Facebook. Um, it's a, a very inviting and open group. You know, we'd love to get you started. Um, you can ask pretty much anyone in that group. Someone will find you dodgeball if you want to play. So I would encourage you to check that out. And then, like I said earlier in the show, if you want to listen to the Golden State Dodgeball Syndicated Podcast or the Book of Dodgeball, those are both phenomenal resources that are really, really good looks at the sport that we love. Can you uh, elaborate on uh, goggles for me, please? <laughs> so that's that's our sound guy, Nick. Um, he's he's helping us out a lot here. He's got a really cool setup. Um, but so his, his ears perked up when you yeah. said goggles. So I, I wear I wear prescription goggles from time to time. Um, I, I've transitioned over to contacts recently, but I I do wear prescription goggles from time to time, and I look like a, a doofus. So I'll have to uh, I'll have to parade those into the office sometimes so you can see them, Nick. Nick, do you want to introduce yourself? Actually, like who are you? What do you do? And yeah, you I'm involved? Nick, and I am a coworker of Brett and Steve's, and uh, I've always wanted to do a, a work on a podcast with someone and. Uh, I was fortunate enough to find two other people who wanted uh, to do one as well, and uh, we made it happen, and we actually uh, pulled it together. So thanks, guys. No, thank you, Nick. That's yeah, uh, we sure. wouldn't sound this good without you. So this, our setup's pretty fantastic. So we've kind of given you an overview of of where dodgeball is now. Um, you know, we've kind of given you uh, what you where you can find dodgeball and, and where you can listen to other podcasts. So um, the, oh, real quick, Jeff, no, go ahead. Mind. So for those of you that may not know what UDC is, it's uh, Ultimate Dodgeball Championship. Oh, yeah, I guess we never Probably said that. Said, you know, so that's the thing. We, we're so familiar with everything, we just use the acronyms. But um, if anybody wants more information, it's uh, skyzone.com. And then the NDO uh, is also another acronym that we threw out there and didn't explain. That's the National Dodgeball Organization. Um, it's run by Bill Fair, and it's uh, the Foam League. And you can find information about that on letsplaydodgeball.com. Yeah, so it's not all about elite. It's not all about trampoline. There's some... There's a lot of variety out there to get you involved. So as for where dodgeball is going, um, we're going to kind of meld into that on our next podcast. So we'll, we'll get to that um, on our next one. But I just want to thank everyone for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Um, this is our first one, so forgive us any of our 
transgressions on this one. Or we'll, long, we'll get better with time. question asking. I realize I uh, I just need to yeah. Ask we'll the question we'll work on Steve's point. interviewing <laughs> moving forward. I'll uh, I'll hit him every time he starts to ramble or something. I don't know. We'll figure it out. No, that'll start a fight. But thank you, everyone. We really appreciate it, and we'll uh, we'll hope to see you next week. Bye.